deal with breakthrough infections? Because, uh, you know, it's a phrase that we keep using, we keep hearing, we keep talking about, and I don't know if we have 100% certainty on what it means. So let's try and get some insight into exactly what we're talking about when we say breakthrough infections. Joining us is Sanjay Mishra, Project Coordinator and Staff Scientist at Vanderbilt University Medical Center at Vanderbilt University. Uh, Sanjay, thanks for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thanks for having me here, Sushin. So let's just get the definition. When we say breakthrough infection, exactly what does that mean? What are we talking about? Well, the breakthrough infection, uh, literally, if you break it down, the break part is important. What we mean by breakthrough infections is that the virus broke through the protection that the vaccines are supposed to provide. Okay. Now, there are uh, scientific definitions. Uh, each, the CDC defines it by uh, counting that uh, after uh, 14 days, which is expected to be the definition into which you supposed to have the vaccination effect begin to tick yep. in. Yep. So if your collection have been after 14 days uh, and you have completed all the recommended doses as uh, advised, uh, according to FDA, that would be a breakthrough infection if you got one. And we expected there would be some, right? We know that the vaccine is not 100% effective, so we anticipated we would see some of these so-called breakthrough infections. That's correct, because the efficacy is the way they are measured. They are measured in uh, in a very uh, somewhat of an artificial setting. You will recall that uh, for by by having a clean data, we ex- the the trials generally exclude certain set of people. There's a specific age group that they want to focus on, which is where they can understand uh, as it makes sense, right? So, yeah. uh, and even then, ninety five percent is what the efficacy they found, which simply means that the five percent. When you compare those who were vaccinated versus those who were not vaccinated, there will be five uh, percent people of the vaccinated, the unvaccinated who still got the disease will still catch the virus. So that's where the uh, sometimes the confusion comes that mm-hmm. when we say ninety percent efficacious means that ninety percent of everybody will not get a disease, which is not correct because. Uh, what happens when you vaccinate um, after the uh, the vaccine has been provided, the body begins to prepare antibodies as the first step of defense against that. And then uh, the idea is that the antibodies stay there first round. Then you have to give the second booster. At that point, the second shot of the good amount of antibodies come. And then while the antibodies slowly wane out, the body begins to prepare itself for keeping a memory of that in the long term. So if you come across the virus uh, by natural infection, bodies prepare to fight against that. So uh, a lot of the people, there are certain subset of people in the real life. And so we are moving away from the trial. They don't seroconvert. What that means is that when you get the vaccination, not everybody makes the antibodies equally. So okay. if you are a cancer patient, if you are old, and there are other natural reasons for which you would not fully seroconvert. So those people would definitely fall below that efficacy. Gotcha. Okay. Now, can those numbers be changed by anything? Uh, I'm thinking about a couple of things here. First of all, we're seeing uh, a large increase in cases in many areas, especially in the United States, but parts of Canada too. Um, Can more community spread affect it? And what about variants? Can those two factors change the commonality of breakthrough infections? Will we see more? Yeah, the variants are the biggest problem because you would remember that the vaccine was created against the original virus, which traditionally in science we call a Wuhan virus. And that was what came in the first wave early uh, in the late December, early January of the 2020. Since then, 
um, so many new variants have come. So the alpha was already very infectious, and then the delta came along, and delta is is one of the most infectious that we have seen so far. So obviously, when you have these high, very infectious variants, uh, they definitely create a problem, which means that, uh, and then on top of it, of course, the community transmission. So in the beginning, if you had a small percentage of the people that you came across who were, who were spreading virus, the likelihood of you getting infected from them would be lower. As more and more people have been exposed and more, of, more and more of them have been carrying the virus, then the likelihood of you running into somebody who has, uh, who has been infected, not even knowing, because in the case of uh, SARS-CoV-2, a good many number of people don't develop any yeah. um, actual symptom for quite some time. So you think that you are meeting somebody who's not infected, but in the meantime, actually they were infected and then you get exposed. So that reduces the vaccine uh, efficacy significantly. Gotcha. Okay. So nothing unexpected here, nothing surprising. What about the fact that they're saying people who are vaccinated can spread the disease? We knew that, right? We knew that that, that was still a possibility, but it is reduced. How, how, how much reduction are we seeing in transmissibility in the vaccinated? know that. Uh, so the fact that this was expected is uh, both. It's mixed and non-mixed. So okay. when you develop a vaccine early on, uh, you hope that that will happen, but very few vaccines actually have um, what is called the sterilizing immunity in the sense that once you have been vaccinated, the immunity will be so strong that you will fight the virus even from entering into the body and not only entering it, if it does enter, nothing will you will not make the virus at all. And that was true only for the smallpox. I mean, that's the only vac- that's the only situation where once infected, you would never, ever get infected and okay. you would not even spread the virus. I mean, even for measles and polio, a polio, virus, polio vaccine, which was one of the most effective that we can remember, it doesn't stop you from actually getting the virus in the body. Uh, you can continue to have it. In fact, you can excrete it out. But because so many people are already vaccinated, uh, you don't actually see the disease spreading out. So... Uh, sterilizing immunity was hoped, but it is not expected. It doesn't happen always. Uh, so, uh, yes, it is true that uh, a good many people would still, uh, they might get infected uh, if they are vaccinated, um, but they should not be spreading virus. Now, with these highly infectious virus, uh, and the data is still not quite published, so I wouldn't make a comment on it, but there are definitely some early hints that uh, those who have been vaccinated can still be um, transmissive. Uh, what is the level of transmission? It is not clear. But for Delta, we know that it is, if you are infected, you have about a thousand times more virus in your body yeah. than had you been infected with the older Wuhan virus. So that becomes a problem uh, in terms of the unsymptomatic people still probably be spreading even if they are vaccinated. Thank you so much for your time and uh, your insight. I think cleared up a lot of the questions people had. Uh, Sanjay, thank you so much. Thank you. That is Sanjay Mishra, who is a project coordinator and staff scientist at Vanderbilt.